0: Well, it's the first time they ever lied to me. I wouldn't let the twins get you down, Uncle Phil. After all, sir, they're only six.
1: When I was one, I had just begun. When I was two, I was nearly new. When I was three, I was hardly me. When I was four, I was not much more. When I was five, I was just alive. But now I am six. I'm as clever as clever. So I think I'll be six, forever and ever.
2: Oh, that's just nonsense!
0: Box
3: Cutters.
2: Box Cutters. Box cutters, Box cutters. Box cutters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters, episode 278. Now we are chicks. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Courtney Hockey.
0: Yeah, woo!
2: To my left, still more, John Richards. Hello, Lister. To my right, Dave Lawson. Mm, hello. And to my right, even more than that, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. What's, what's that? That was? was... Oh, you're making chick,
1: chick... Oh, I thought it was saucy. Chicks I thought it was like a saucy
2: noise. binks. Chick's
1: noise. Hey, no,
4: this is finally proving that me and Courtney are different people. Yeah. yeah. At last. I know. A lot of questions.
1: Well, I might be throwing my voice. You can't prove that.
2: Well, true. This is our sixth birthday.
1: <laughs> Where's the ice cream cake?
2: I need to speak to your mother.
1: <laughs> Joan, you want to talk to Joan? Yeah. I, I don't do. think you want to talk right. to Joan.
2: Uh, you can't handle the like, Joan Joan, I to you I got just, some explaining to do
1: Joan rang me up the other day And said, oh, I was just dealing with those dumb sluts in Maya
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I thought, Joan, you've been hanging out with me too much I've got to stop influencing wow. you
2: Wow, now now I need to write a whole sitcom called That's My Joan <laughs>
1: That's great Shit that Joan said
2: Dave, Dave Lawson, happy sixth birthday
5: Thank you uh, You're. Uh, it doesn't feel like six years to you, does it? No, no. Well, it's gone. Like, feels like uh, six months. Right to me. Interesting.
2: Brett Cropley. <laughs> six years, you and me. Yes. Feels like fifteen. <laughs> no, tell me about it.
3: <laughs> well, uh, Ross had to uh, go into retirement, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Ross went. In,
2: Ross went into retirement. We we started this show with Ross. Uh, and R- he R- wasn't was like old 16. when we started. He, he was barely in his fifties. Yeah. yeah. This episode of Box Cutters is a special episode.
1: A very special episode. That no sure, parents should miss. We're going to go through some
2: nostalgia. We're going to uh, we're, we're going to look at uh, when we were six.
1: Is Toby going to die in a car accident? Is it that <laughs> sort of special episode?
2: <laughs> uh, well,
1: <laughs> let's not give away the ending. Sorry.
2: <laughs> so we're going to talk about when we're si- when we were six, except for John. Uh, look, look. Explanations coming later. When Brett was six. There was no television, so that's
3: true. So I had to pick a time when I when when I could have been six. Yeah, believably.
2: Your honour, Toby Halligan will be in later to talk to us about six-year-olds on television. But for now, let's get to the remembering.
5: Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Jean Badler. You're listening to Box Cutters.
2: Of course, she recorded that before you were part. Of the team, Courtney
1: Because I'm a lady yes.
4: Or you're a sexy man I'm a lady Used okay. to be You used to be a sexy man Now you're a lady really-
1: I've spent a lot of time and money Trying to get these rumours <laughs> off the internet And now Now this is what you do to me Let's uh,
2: let's go back, Courtney
1: To before I was a dude To
2: the before time <laughs>
1: Yeah, alright Tell us
2: about your childhood
1: <laughs> Well, my mama never loved me No um,
2: Oh, that's my Joan <laughs>
1: When I was a kid, I don't I don't understand, but I really liked the golden girls. It's just oh. a weird thing for a six-year-old, I think, <laughs> you on were, reflection.
2: You were the youngest menopausal woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I really loved it, and I don't know what me as a six-year-old even understood about it.
4: Did you identify... Like They're or were the grandmothers that you wanted them to be, or did you actually identify with them as characters? No,
1: I I liked them as characters. I liked how Rose was dopey and Blanche was a hoe, and you but know. But like, did
2: did you understand about Blanche being a slut? Like,
1: I couldn't have. How could I? I don't understand how that I how what what I would have understood of it. But I really did. You know, I really liked it
2: because it was only a couple of weeks ago you were telling us that you were born forty five. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so I've already hit menopause by the time I started watching The Golden Girls. Fifty-one.
4: So for those of listeners who haven't seen The Golden Girls, I don't know who the hell that is, but let's <laughs> let's let's play this game. Give us a pricey.
1: Basically, The Golden Girls is four women, uh, either divorced or widowed, who live in Miami, Florida, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the show actually started off as a skit, written about the promotion of Miami Vice. Right when they were advertising Miami Vice, they made a sketch called Miami Nice, about four retirees in Florida.
0: Ah. And, and,
2: who,
1: and the network went, that's quite a good idea.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so so, were any of these people cast in that sketch? No,
1: but one of them was the creator and the other one worked there as a writer. And interestingly... So, so
2: Susan Thomas.
1: Yeah. Who who created it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but interestingly, all most of the head writers, certainly for the first few seasons, all women. It's quite rare to see a show that's all older women or all any kind of women. And then the head writers and, and a lot of the writers were also women and the creator. Watching it now, it's it's still it's very funny. Like it's a very well written. There's so many one liners and the the characters, the sort of types of characters that all four of them are makes it so easy to to go, okay, you do the lines that are the dumb jokes and B. Arthur does the you know, the harsh undercutting jokes and, you know, Blanche does the tardy jokes about men sort of thing. <laughs> Well, you're awfully cranky today. Well, forgive me. My arthritis is bothering me. My social security
6: check was late. And I realized today I haven't showered with a man in 22 years.
0: (laughs) Ma, Pop's been dead 27 years. What's your point? (laughs) What are you saying?
1: Isn't it obvious, Dorothy? She showered with a dead man for five years. All incredibly well written. And some of it's quite like full on. One of them, um, at one point, um, Blanche is going on some date and the guy came back and, and says to Estelle Getty, uh, Sophia, the mother, mm. uh, she says, oh, the, the date says, oh, well, Blanche was right. She said you were incorrigible. And then Estelle Getty goes, oh, I guess I deserved it. I always said she was a cheap slut. <laughs> <laughs> and this That's is 1988.
2: Yeah. It, it, it was it was really progressive. hmm uh, and and it was... Uh, television then, American television then, was a lot more uh, liberal with its language and mm. concepts than than it has been in the last 10 years. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, they could get away with
4: stuff like that. The Golden Girls has always been around. Mm. Like, it's always been repeated. Did you ever have a gap between being that six-year-old and, you know, years later seeing it? Or was it always there?
1: It was kind of always on when I was younger. Like, I, when it, it was obviously on for the first time when I was six. It started a couple of years beforehand. And then... I always remember seeing repeats of it up until, you know, my teen years, but then it hasn't really been on that much. It's on T V now. I was in hospital last year and it was on TV and, and I'm always quite happy to watch a bit of golden girls. Like, oh yeah, that'll be good.
4: Has it changed though? Has your appreciation of it changed? Or do you think the no, show has changed?
1: No, not at all. I don't I like I say, I don't understand what me as a six year old understood of it at the time, but I know that I liked it. And perhaps it's just that that feeling you have that your parents are enjoying it and your family's together in this Experience of watching something and we're all, you know, it's more the feeling than what the show is. And I still, when I watch it, I'm still like, oh yeah, I'm quite happy to sit and watch that. It's still the same feeling. When I
4: know as a kid, my family always watched Are You Being Served? Just thinking about mm. this, this thing. And it's full of humour that really, if I had a kid, I don't want to see them Seeing watching that pussy watching. jokes or filth. Yeah, you know, but, that, they,
2: but, but they don't get it. And yeah. I didn't. As a
4: kid, I thought Mrs. Slocum was talking about a cat. You know, I thought that was genuinely what it was. And my, my parents obviously didn't have a problem with me watching this blue material. Because mm. uh, I knew that you know you weren't going to get it. It's as interesting as different ages what you understand but, but you, of what you're watching. It,
1: but it's almost impossible to look back and, and sort of use your brain like you would then um because if you look back and watch it like it's it's a bunch of jokes about a cat like they're not funny jokes about a cat they're just why are you talking about your cat all the time but you kids weird are, lady kids
2: are easily entertained if other people are laughing you'll laugh along
1: well that's exactly mm. it i think it's more it's more the experience of watching it at that age
2: i know a few six-year-olds and they would just go ha,
1: a cat like because <laughs> yeah. the, the other thing is kids laugh
2: at the wrong bits yeah. of of shows like i've I've watched shows with kids, and they laugh at the wrong bits, and then when you laugh at the right bits, i.e., the jokes, mm. they say, "Well, why are you laughing at that?" And then you have to explain the jokes to them. As no s- you look, let me get out this George <laughs> Carlin album, and as it takes too long.
1: But it's uh, I, there's no there's no set rules as to you must laugh at these jokes, but the rest of it's not funny. If the kid's laughing at the couch, you know, well that's so
2: be it. L- th- that's true, and mm. I suppose that's. Uh, Something that Golden Girls had and something that uh, 80s sitcoms had generally were the laugh tracks. Yeah. So for a kid, it's a lot easier to... Pick up the cues. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, excuse me,
0: Rose, do we have time to run out and get hit by a bus?
2: <laughs> so I wonder if kids who grew up in the 80s seeing those shows have a better understanding of what joke to... rhythms yeah. than, than kids who grew up without laugh tracks.
1: Well yeah I mean certainly with uh, like faux documentaries and shows like The Office you know that watch if you were if you were developing your sense of humor while watching those that's going to give you a weird sense of humor and more of a kind of appreciation of comedy if not the laugh at it do you mm. know what I mean so I think it's it's learning a different thing like a lot of a lot of my generation and, um, you know, people sort of mid to late 20s, Seinfeld, that's the language of comedy. Um, And certainly that's the sense of humour that is sort of the first language that everybody uses. If you talk in the sort of rhythms that Seinfeld uses and Elaine and and even George and that kind of sense of humour, everybody gets it.
0: You're still thinking about this? (laughs) She invites me up
3: at 12 o'clock at night for coffee. And I don't go out. No, thank you. I don't want coffee. It keeps me up. <laughs> Too late for me to drink coffee. I said this to her. People this stupid shouldn't be allowed to live. I can't imagine what she must think of me. She thinks you're a guy that doesn't like coffee.
6: She invited me up. Coffee's not coffee. Coffee is sex. Maybe coffee was coffee. Coffee's coffee in the morning. It's not coffee at 12 o'clock at night. Well, some people drink coffee that late. Yeah, people
2: who work at NORAD who are on 24-hour missile watch. (laughs)
1: Because I find sometimes I talk in in that way. I talk like Jerry Seinfeld and it's like, yeah, that's hilarious. You know, that's good kind of office humour because... Everybody knows that language.
2: You think that's what the Golden Girls had? They had that kind of very very basic these are the rhythms of the joke? Well
1: it's quite it's quite simple because they've got such four clear characters. Um, that they can have four different kinds of jokes that they use for all of them and the way they interplay with other characters is through those archetypes. And so it's very easy for them to have different senses of humor, but all in the same Rhythm and style, basically
2: Well, thanks, thanks for that uh, ch- childhood memory That's uh,
1: alright, it was fun Yeah, It was fun to watch it again Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest Of these funny, gorgeous, sexy Hunky, funky, punky, funky men
6: That's Genevieve Lemon here From Carson's Law And you're listening to Box
2: Cutters Dave Lawson mm-hmm. it's, it's your turn to shine
5: well, I would I, – look, I did want to talk to you about – we were talking about being six and what was going on. And I did want to talk about the time I went to the taping of an, the early bird show. Remember that with Daryl Cotton? But then I thought – muddy Monster. muddy Monster. Yeah. Uh, but then – because that was my friend Sean Keegan. We both entered the Jet Hopper competition. They used to have a Jet Hopper competition what's on the a, early bird show. So what's a Jet Hopper? Yeah, Jet Hopper was a remote control car. Mm. And they used to have a competition oh, where they'd race around the yeah, jet hoppers. I remember that. And the winner won the grasshopper, which was a, a bigger version of the jet yeah, hopper. That was the totally second cool. prize won the jet hopper. Third prize won the mini jet hopper. Which so we both entered. Sean Keegan got on, and as a consolation prize, he said, "You should come along because we both entered. You should come along and watch me race." Right. Sean Keegan won the mini hopper. So, but that was that was
2: so I th- by by won the mini hopper. You mean he lost? He lost. Yeah, yeah.
5: he lost. So I sat there in the wings. Uh, after getting up about four thirty in the morning and driving there with with um, with his parents, but that was, was a great experience. But then Where, I thought, oh. hey, hey, uh, I, I need to find out of, more of it. I think it was Nunawading. It was yeah, Whereabouts were you living? Uh, I would have been living in Sandringham at the time.
2: Right, it's a long way from Sandringham to Nunawading. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: but it was still exciting. Getting up early in the morning, it was still dark outside. We knew we're going to the early bird show. No, we put our clothes on to the early bird show and in the green room. And Sean's going to win the grasshopper. Sean's going to win the grasshopper. I don't know. I think he got stuck on a witch's hat, and I can't really quite remember. The rest is a bit of a blur. But are, you still exa- fr-
2: are you still friends with Sean? No. God, no. No, because he's such a disappointment.
5: Sure. Sean is, he's, um, we were the clo- he- we were the closest of friends. And then he lost. And then we both went along to a scholarship at a fancy private school. Sean got the scholarship and left me in his dust.
2: Right. I will cut him. What's he doing now?
5: Oh, he's... He's, he works in a fancy building somewhere. I'm sure of it. Right? <laughs> he's got a job and everything. He's got a job. Oh, a suit. Look at him! Look at him! Flying, Do you remember we married. thought like
4: a sixth birthday show would be kind of fun? <laughs> <and> kids, <laughs> and, you know? When know like, no, it's
5: not. Yeah. Uh, no, that, no. But that, that was that was when I was six. The early birthday show, but then I thought of a better. This is be, this. Is, um, uh, when I was six, my mum took us on a trip to Colombia, and um, this is true. And <laughs> the, the the country, country right. Colombia. Well, uh, that's connection. My mum's Colombian. It wasn't just a let's let's go. It's, it it's Bali, <laughs> Fiji or Colombia. All right. <laughs> yeah. We've like, got some
3: I space like, in your nappy there. We'll, we'll slide that, right, that in. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. like
4: it more when it was your mum having a midlife crisis and seeing <laughs> breakdown and just chose Colombia at random. Chose, I was yeah. enjoying that. She
5: took us and the three kids and no one knew where we were for a while, but we all got back <laughs> safely. No, So we were on our way to Colombia. So to get to Colombia, you have to stop in Los Angeles. Um, so we are at Los Angeles and uh, we went to Universal Studios and the line... To to, for the night Rider to sit in Kit was huge, so I didn't get to sit in Kit in oh. Night Rider, so your story is not sitting in Kit not no <laughs> it, it it steps it up a notch, so i didn't get to sit in Kit and we're at the the hotel in Los Angeles, you know doing the transfer and it, there are all these trucks outside the hotel, and lots of trucks pulling up, and I was like, Mum, what's going on down there?" they were filming an episode of Night Rider outside the hotel. So I didn't get to sit in kit, but I got to look at one of the ten kits they had in the street, got to wait outside David Hussloff's trailer, and he came out, and I've still got it, the uh, signed Night Rider kit. Uh, one of those little comp cards he hands out to people. Uh, I pretend. So, I, yeah, I stood there, and then the policemen were all there and let us sit on the motorbike. So that's when I was six, and that's a very fond memory.
0: How's that for service? I'll show you what I have available. As you can see, the patrol cars are still in the immediate area.
5: <laughs> did, you, did you say ten kits, did you say? They're, oh, they had heaps of them. The, the real kit was covered up, uh, but then they had stunt kits as well, so they had... Just a chassis
4: with a uh,
3: drop-down... Yeah, all
5: sorts of kits. It wasn't just... They've got kits all over... Kits were parked all over the street. I'm just wondering Stand-in. why you would need that many. I can't stand- think of... Stand-ins. stand So when, you, when you're stands. doing... Remember when oh, they... Right. they, so they like they light, they light the fake
2: kit. They light the fake <laughs> yeah, kit. <laughs> so right, the, so the real true. kit doesn't get all it's grumpy. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah.
5: It's absolutely true. That's what they... Um, Kit, that's what they did. Kit was really a bitch to work with. Yeah, about. <laughs> he was just uh, talk back. So Enough that was when I, that's, well, that's my when I was six TV memory. That's seeing great. Episodes, a night Rider being filmed. And, and yeah, and Dave, we got a photo of David Hasselhoff. It's, my mum's got it in her photo album somewhere. Suck
2: on that, Daryl Cotton.
5: <laughs> yeah, Daryl Cotton was nothing. And he, was, he did it with a lady as well. Mary Ann. Was it Mary Ann? I don't know where I got that from. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you mean by he did uh, it with a lady. What, what are we... <laughs> Daryl Cotton. There was Daryl Cotton and a lady And a lady. Well. Okay. and that was Marie something. Marie. Someone yeah. or other, weren't yeah.
3: they? Weren't they just like the extra kits all over the place? They'd just use a different one each week.
5: Different, there's a, a different Daryl Cotton. No, a
3: different, different <laughs> lady to go with the Daryl Cotton.
5: <laughs> I don't know. There might have been a whole lot just sort of under canvases in the green room. I didn't check that out. But, um, but that was yeah, that was that was six. It's six is an important year for everyone, I think, isn't it? I, th-
2: I think it is. I think it's, it's definitely important for, uh, for for box cutters uh, uh, because is. because it's like we've been we've been doing this for, for how long? Because six, six is the number of years that you spend. At school yeah. Like in any one You're in primary school For six years mm-hmm. You're in high school For six years uh, And and we've been doing this For six years So we it, it it would be like We've graduated Surely in internet years It's much much more uh, In in internet years It's about
5: 20 Okay How old is your son Dave? Uh, he's four months I, I just over four months now Okay
2: How much television so. Do you let him watch? Does he watch TV at all? Though? I
5: mean that's uh, very No No, no. <laughs> No. no, he can't hold his head up properly yet. Right, so, so I think he's probably not of, watching that much. Right. No, he's not watching a whole just lot Master of... Just <laughs> MasterChef. D- 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 <laughs> everyone watches MasterChef. <laughs> he, he did watch something. He did sort of... But he has noticed the television and it's this sort of glowing box in the corner and showing a little bit of interest and I don't don't know if I want that. Have you
4: guys sort yeah. of rules, like TV rules? Because yeah, I'm curious, like, like how much TV are you going to let him watch and, I, and how, how full on do you think you'll be as a parent?
5: I don't know because... Um, I don't, yeah, I think there's got to be some rules, but then there's the internet as well, so uh, there's all these, all these, I've got so, man. so many rules, so many rules,
2: I don't know what to do with them. Do you remember how much television you were allowed to watch as, as a child?
5: Uh, yeah, I was, we were allowed to watch a bit, but um, I mean Young Talent Time, Secret Valley was the other thing I wanted to talk about when I was six, because that was the only... What a
2: terrible theme song. Uh Secret Valley. Yeah. It's a, a terrible. Oh, terrible. terrible. It's a great it show.
5: Yeah. I cried when they it said and this will be the last episode of Secret Valley. And I remember breaking into tears, and because um, was, this was another time when I was six, so dad went to the ABC shop and bought me the Secret Valley t shirt.
2: Oh, that's nice.
5: Still didn't bring back the sh- series Yeah, though, did yeah. He? Isn't he just teaching yeah. you a lesson about
4: just bursting into tears for you want stuff?
5: Yeah, if he. No, really no, 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 I don't think it was. I think I was genu- gen- genuinely upset about this, and it wasn't much like, well, really, make it a better
2: If but. he really loved you, he would have brought you back a Buchanan sister.
5: I, I bumped into a Buchanan sister once, and I wasn't sure if it was the right one that was in Secret Valley. But I went, "Secret Valley? You're on Secret Valley!" And she sort of slowly backed away <laughs> out, of, out, of the, out of the room. And yeah, I was. That was a long time ago, and you remember that? It's like yeah, a brown. Yeah, you yeah, a yeah, Do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah, let's, let's throw flower bombs at each other. Yeah, I wish I still had that t-shirt. Oh, that'd be that'd be worth at
2: least twenty four
5: dollars. <laughs> and I could wear it to primary school because it's the same colour as the primary school t-shirt. so yeah, we could reenact Secret Valley in the, at school. And, oh, that's you know, great. You know, I could, um, but that was—that's when I was six, six years old.
2: Well, thank, thanks so much for sharing. That's yeah. uh you, You've turned—you've turned a story about a, a horrible race loss into mm. uh, in, into a wonderful win for everyone.
5: Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny,
6: gorgeous, sexy, hunky men and or women. This
5: is. Not really tail and sticks at all. I'm Rob Shearman, pretending to be tail and sticks, another Doctor Who writer. A rather better one than I am. You're listening to Boxcutters, the sexiest station I've ever thought I
7: would ever listen to. I'm quite appalled at how sexy it really is. Do you know how sexy it is? I once wrote Robot.
0: (laughs)
2: In the days before wall-to-wall morning news, there used to be child-friendly programming on uh, before school. And if I remember correctly, Channel 7 played Family Affair at 8.30am. So I used to only get to see it if mum was late taking me to school. And I I knew it was an old show, but I didn't mind. Because it was the story of orphans taken in by their bachelor uncle. And it was told with an innocence and earnestness without the condescension that we were about to witness in the 80s. So when I was six was uh, at the start of the 1980s and we were about to see similar stories in different strokes and Webster. And uh, I remember my mother telling me that Buffy, who is one of the twins in the in the show, played by Anissa Jones, died of a drug overdose when she was much older. So in my mind, Buffy was a six-year-old girl, uh, and that's a heavy thing to lay on a kid, but I realise now that it would have been fresh in her mind because it was only a couple of years before that that Buffy, uh, the the character, the, the actor being Anissa Jones, was 18 years old and uh, died of a barbiturate overdose. Uh, to me, it must have been ancient history, though, because the show was so old. And I knew the show was old because I'd seen the actor who played Jody, Buffy's twin brother, as a much older boy in Sigmund and the Sea Monsters which I always thought was called just Sigmund the sea monster until I did the research for this bit today and discovered that it was called Sigmund and the sea monsters and that just sounds weird to me. Anyway, I couldn't get a hold of any full episodes to review of Family Affair but I firmly believe that we'd be living shoeless and eating dirt piles off linoleum plates if it weren't for YouTube. Ah, YouTube. Saves us all. I sat through about an hour of noisy clips, some of which were clearly captured by video camera pointed at a television. What
4: is that? I don't oh. know. I keep finding that on YouTube. People are going, so hang on, you own a camera. You know how to get the camera onto your onto your computer? You haven't worked out how to get the... The footage you've taped.
3: It's, it avoids copyright. No,
4: I, no. Wish, I wish that was true, Brett, but these are people who are just too stupid to work out how to just do it properly.
2: They're just taking it straight off TV. Like, these, these things have TV watermarks on them, but they're shot at an angle. They don't even know how to point the camera straight at the television. It's on an angle, and then the, the angle skews. Like, if it is weird. It, it's get weird. Get a tripod it's or at least weird. some phone books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were noisy. Some of them were noisy, some of them were hard to watch. But I, I got about an hour's worth out of them. And it's, it's really easy to look back on Family Affair as sickly sweet and stilted comedy. And it, it was of the time when a single camera, as a single camera show, it also had a laugh track. Uh, which didn't seem unusual to a six-year-old and, and probably didn't seem unusual to adults at the time. And the music by Deval is kind of like a rich pudding and the kids are ridiculously cute six-year-olds whose mere voices are likely to cause cavities.
6: Birth certificates are required, Mr. French. It's a rule of the system.
2: <sighs> These children were born, madam. They did not pop out of
3: the ground.
6: <laughs> <laughs> we were born into a hut. Together. We're boy and girl twins. I'm the boy. She's the girl. Uh, at our school, we have two sessions, Mr. French. Morning and afternoon. Which do you prefer? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, would it be possible for them to attend both, madam?
2: As, as a kid, I had a fondness for Mr. French. who was uh, played by Sebastian Cabot. And I remember him being replaced by Skinny Man, who they also called Mr. French. And I didn't realise then that they were supposed to be brothers. I just assumed it was bad casting for a replacement that uh, Sebastian Cabot was was sick or I also knew that he had died uh but he had died in 1977 so clearly he hadn't died during the taping of the show uh but uh I, I, yes yeah, so I, I just assumed it was bad casting for a replacement for Sebastian Cabot so clearly I was still a very advanced six-year-old in terms of uh watching television and knowing exactly what was going on uh the overweight butler, who's uh, Mr. French, had a belief in proper behaviour and was constantly challenged by the introduction of children into his life. Uh, it was kind of the forerunner to shows like Mr. Belvedere, uh, where a very stuffy uh, butler had a child inserted into his life. Uh, it's Uncle Bill, though, who's played by Brian Keith, uh, the excellent Brian Keith, who strikes a chord for me as an adult viewer, having watched Family Affair again. For a grown-up, he displays a remarkable amount of patience and understanding of children, and without condescension. He speaks to the twins as people and not as idiots, and I don't really remember seeing that done on TV before then or since then, really.
0: Now, why didn't you tell me you had some of Peter's clay when I asked you? You not want to tell me, huh? Okay, I guess I'm going to have to punish you. You know why, don't you? When you said you weren't playing with it, and you were, you were just telling me a lie. You go on in your rooms. Stay there. Okay. Come on. Well, it's the first time they ever lied to me. I wouldn't let the twins get you down, Uncle Bill. After all, sir, they are not make I know, it's still a big disappointment. Uncle Bill, can Jody and me come in and talk
6: to you for a minute?
0: You want to apologize?
6: No, we want to give you something. Come on in, Jody. What's that? Well, you got a special kind of a trophy for being the world's best builder. So we made you one, too, for being the world's best uncle.
0: For Uncle Bill, the bestest, nicest, (laughs) terrificest uncle in the world. Modeling clay. Yes, sir. You see, Sissy, we weren't playing, we were working. We wouldn't tell you a fib, Uncle
6: Bill. Are you surprised?
0: I'm not only surprised, I'm... I'm a whole lot of things.
2: Family affair aired
4: is from a sitcom. Did you say?
0: Yeah,
2: because <laughs> it sounds like a Douglas Sirk movie. I know, in a good it's, way. In a good way. Really, it is really sentimental. Like mm. it, it is really sentimental. It's really dramatic. It aired from 1966 to 1971, and I didn't start watching it until 1980. But so much of the television I watched then made an impression, an impression on me. This one though seemed to embed itself in my DNA. As a six-year-old, seeing other six-year-olds on screen, I felt a kinship with Buffy and Jody, and with the show itself as, as something unique on TV. And then later on we saw the pretenders come up to, to the throne. We saw different strokes and we saw Webster. Uh, Punky Brewster. And Punky Brewster and all these other orphans that came 20 years later that were just nowhere near as interesting or real or honest as, uh, as two kids who, uh, who's, Parents died and then moved into a bachelor pad with their uncle on the Upper East Side of Manhattan.
3: The Partridge family got halfway to the orphan uh, stage.
2: Yeah, yeah. No one's going to kill Shirley Jones off, though.
4: So watching again then on YouTube Mm. in this last few days, how did it hold up and how have you changed?
2: The thing that really strikes me is how different uh, television shows are now and, and the writing in them is. There are a lot of pauses, a lot of breaks for... Buffy says a line. Jody says a line. There is really a pause that is that long and clearly we're not used to it because we all go, hang on there's a pause that long we've got to fill it with something. And and they just they just kind of let it go and it feels a little bit stilted. And maybe as a two camera thing it wouldn't have felt as as stilted or maybe if in in a mid shot it wouldn't have felt as stilted but because it goes from a uh, shot of Buffy to shot of Jody saying these things, it it does. Uh, Just, uh, it it was really interesting watching it again. I'd I'd love to get it on DVD and and watch the whole thing.
3: Hey, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Craig McLaughlin. You're listening to Box Cutters. Brett Cropley. I had the pleasure of uh, going back to, uh, you know, a time when I would have been around about six. Uh, Something something from my youth that... uh, that's very much uh, kind of jumped in. I, I, you know, I could have gone, hey, hey, it's Saturday because I was watching that in the mornings. Mm. Um but uh, we we've seen how that stands up all these years uh later. Uh, could have could have gone uh, Humphrey B Bear and uh, and and you know it very much uh, it depended on if it was Glenn Nicholas who was uh, the the presenter with Humphrey or if it was uh, Patsy Bisco
2: who was a Tedious, dowdy dressed um, music lady. John, have you noticed how Brett has turned this into one thing? Where he's he's got the he, he only needs to do one thing, no, but one he thing. but he mentions four <laughs> things. Leading, up. I could have said this, or I could have said that, or I could have said that, but I'd say. Uh... Ah. Did Mike Post write that? It's pretty good. Actually, it's, I, I could also
4: see the credits from where I was sitting. I love the fact that it's like, it's a lion. It's a model of the earth. It's a
2: tiny chip. It's a baboon. <laughs> just random it's images. Just things that you might be curious about. This is the, the Curiosity theme show, which clearly was... The Curiosity was show. show. Curiosity <laughs> show.
3: Theme. Curiosity
5: <laughs> theme show. Curiosity show, show theme. theme.
3: Uh, with uh, Dean Hutton and uh, Rob with the beardy. And beard, beardy Rob. Beardy That's beardy not Rob. the
5: one with the dog, though. No, that was Simon Townsend's Townsend's Wonderworld. Also,
3: another one that I uh, thought of, but, uh, yeah, Jonathan Goldman and and Simon Townsend laughing at his own jokes was a little bit too much to take. So did you actually find some
4: curiosity show to to, to watch? Does it exist? It, well, it...
2: uh...
3: It's not on the torrents, as far as I could find. Uh, there are there are clips that are uh, on YouTube, which uh, the the opening titles were taken from there. But it's actually uh, another of the Banksia Productions uh, assets that are being sold off as we as we speak, or, or put out to tender, along with Humphrey Big Bear. Um, and uh, there's there's some speculation that uh, because Banksia Productions weren't actually that that uh, outgoing in in uh, merchandising or or selling stuff. Uh, That's why we never saw any of the Curiosity Show episodes on DVD. So it's never been released, but we may uh, see the new owner of it uh, putting it out there.
2: I've got $81.75.
3: Banksy Productions, you reckon we could buy uh, the Curiosity Show asset
5: off the register?
2: I think if if I put in my $81, how much have you guys got? I, mean, I, I,
5: match I, I can
2: match it. I can match that Yeah Yeah, yeah. Alright so, so we've got like 240 bucks No more 280 280
3: No 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 what? 320 3. Sure Sure. <laughs> Why
2: not Math it's like, Yeah we don't have math But we've got money So what, am I, what have I just bought uh, So we've, we've bought the, uh, the rights to uh, the footage from Curiosity Show Oh 320 so- bucks Bargain um now I I, I from memory, uh, I th-
3: I think it went for something like eighteen years and, and uh Dean Hutton was also the science guy on Hay Hat Saturday uh later on okay. uh but uh, that was a very occasional kind of uh, position. Curiosity show was uh it was it, it just spoke to my My intellect, I guess, Uh, it it was, you know, I was always curious about scientific stuff and and there was a lot of kitchen professor in there, so they were using their own uh, kind of bits and pieces like that they there was one with uh with uh, talking about vacuum flasks um and talking about how it keeps stuff hot or cold depending on what it is uh but using liquid nitrogen have a look at this one here now i'm going to put gloves
2: on because the stuff inside this vacuum flask is liquid nitrogen and the temperature of that is about minus 196 degrees celsius so cold that it can give you frostbite if you get it on your fingers.
3: But then they had like a a big activite tin, which is a, a chocolate drink, um, and put it, some put it's some it's into like, there. And like
2: a chocolate drink, but disgusting. <laughs> activite was the only like the, your bad grandma would have uh, would have activite. That was the only hot chocolate that, that she would have. Better or worse than
3: Ovaltine? Oh, Way we worse.
5: Were. Ovaltine they were right. Can you still buy Ovaltinis Ovaltini. yes. oh,
4: They were good Was it the kind of show Where they would do experiments You could do at home Was there a Professor Julius Sumner Miller Kind of aspect to yes, it Yes it was oh, uh, wow.
2: There was uh, th- There were things That you could do at home There were uh, Things that you could do With a safety knife uh, With a safety knife Being like a Stanley knife Or an exacto knife uh, a Or, box or a box cutter <laughs> uh, Where they would Like their, their whole advice Was do this with a With a safety knife Mind your fingers, like that was that. that was the ex, the extent of it. it's the time because I wanted to ask Brett whether he had ever done any of these
4: experiments. But the slight uncertain look on your face as to whether or not they did do that makes me think you didn't. Because
2: you know I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. I uh, there, there was one in, one in particular.
4: What did it
3: make him do. I mean, it was it was difficult to get your hands on liquid nitrogen as a six. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but there, w- but it was really easy to get your hands on a tea bag. And one of the uh one of the things they showed was how to make a rocket oh. with with a tea bag and you you uh uh unstaple the the tea bag, pour out all the tea so we my brother and I wasted so much tea <laughs> doing this take and off the string take take off well because you, you're you're un, and you're just left with the tube of of that mesh, the mesh and you stand the tube up and you light the top of it with a lighter or a match, and then it goes up into the air, which is using a jet. It's using jet propulsion to climb up into the air, uh of course, you can burn your house down
5: doing this, so don't <laughs> I don't recommend. See a flaming tea bag towards the roof yeah
2: we we didn't burn our house yes. house down uh I think we were smart enough to do it in the garage, so uh so you know the worst thing would happen... so there was do.
5: no warning of mind, mind your fingers and mind oh who so knows burning your house down. it was a different time though wasn't <laughs> it? It was <laughs> just assume that you wouldn't do that
2: rather yeah. than having to actively tell you. Yeah, just, we just assumed kids were sensible. I suppose I don't know.
3: And, uh, and uh, Dean Dean uh, Hutton alternated it seems uh, between his mustache, his, his very big black bushy mustache, and, and no mustache. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't too <laughs> weird when he when he took it off, but uh, <laughs> like, didn't cry.
0: <laughs> So they didn't right.
3: take it off on the show. <laughs> you know how people look weird if, if they don't have the, the facial hair. Just and...
5: one segment with it on, one with yeah. it off, one yeah. on his eyebrow. And eventually it was shot shot
4: by shot.
3: It
5: would just be
0: there, not there. <laughs> no, who's that? <laughs>
5: um,
3: but uh, it, it, it very much had that kind of folksy Adelaide kind of production about it. It was a couple of... You, couple of geeks basically but but really good with science communication and and good for the kids dean Hutton's still out there uh kind of doing public speaking and and that sort of stuff and and beardy rob is still a scientist and uh was he I, called
6: beardy
2: I, rob I, I I had, no but he had he had like a, 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 a just it was just the chin wasn't
4: it yeah, between yeah. the two of them they formed a whole beard yeah <laughs>
5: like voltron <laughs> so yeah, so he had like though. the Wonder Twins.
2: <laughs> he had like an Amish
5: beard, right?
3: Yeah. It, yeah, it was a bit Amish. So, so the beard without the mustache,
5: and so he's got three hundred and twenty bucks coming his way <laughs> when uh, we buy, yeah, the yeah. whole back catalogue.
3: Yeah. yeah, well, I'm not sure they get residuals.
5: uh, he'll get a bit of it though, won't he? He get at least. Oh look, I'll chuck, my ca- I'll chuck him a couple of <laughs> bucks. I'm sure I could scrape up another couple of bucks for him. Actually, you've almost got the beedy Rob going on now. Oh, I've got the mustache. You got mustache? Yeah. You got a rare. Yeah, well, you've yeah. taken
3: a bit I'd of never water. take off the mustache without the beard,
2: <laughs> wouldn't no, you, Brett? No, not even for our sixth birthday. No, I wouldn't do that <laughs> on air, George Danikian style. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Brett.
6: We are very lucky to be here with these gorgeous, sexy, hunky men and the girls, totally hot.
2: I'm Kim Evie. and I'm Julie Whitner, and, and we're, we're two hot girls, girls in the shower on box cutters. John, you uh, you grew up uh, where there wasn't television. That that that's not
4: hard. true. No. I know, tr- there, wasn't, I know you, I, there wasn't electricity. No, I know you're pushing this whole Western Australia didn't have power or television thing. We, we, look, we had two channels like anyone else.
2: <laughs> my, my understanding was... <laughs>
7: anyone else.
2: My, yeah. you, weren't, you weren't allowed to watch TV when you were six because no, that would ruin your no,
4: eyes for working in no, the mines. No, look, we had, we had the ABC, <laughs> we had the Golden West Network or GWN, which played many weird shows. I remember watching the, uh, the animated Beatles um, cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and Crusader Rabbit. But... The problem was, the idea was meant to be that, that we watched what we watch, watch when we were six. What do you, what do you mean we, weird stuff? That we hadn't... <laughs> it's pretty, pretty weird. Um, and it was stuff Coursera. that you know, we hadn't watched for ages. We'd go back and watch it again yeah. and compare it. The problem is, all the stuff I watched when I was six... Like things like Doctor Who and the goodies, I own them on DVD. I know them back to front. There's, there's, there's no surprise there. The other stuff I wanted to cover, like Fatty and George, I couldn't find anywhere. Although there is rumour that the well, State Library Victoria of Tasmania has actually put out. We've a done, copy. we've yeah. done Fatty and George. We, we talked about it once and played the one YouTube clip. Yeah. We could <laughs> find it's not quite the same thing. Um, I would like to talk about Sweet and Sour, which is a little bit later, but yeah, that's not available. So instead, I decided to go for when I was 16 because that's like six but with mm. the dean, And I wanted to look at Andrew Denton's original show, blah, 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 because I was a huge fan. Um, couldn't find it. So I started looking at the money or the gun. And then I mm. did discover this one episode of blah, 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 again on YouTube. And there's this weird things, all this hierarchy of torrent versus YouTube. Like, you know, if a show's really popular, there will be torrents. If it's not so popular, you might find a whole episode in five parts on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, it's clips, you know, random clips you'll find on YouTube. But, mm-hmm. So I found this one episode of blah, blah, blah. Now, this is a show that I used to watch. It was a school night it was on. I wasn't really meant to be up that late. I think it was quite late when it was it, on.
2: It was. I think it was like 10.30. Yeah, but, um, you know.
4: Or 11 or, first or even. Um, it was, for those who don't remember it, uh, I don't know. Were you old enough, Dave? I'm
5: to trying. What, what year would this have been? 88. So we're talking yeah, ninety eight. Look, I might have... Yeah. It was done kind Correct of team, like a
4: Tonight Show That was sort okay. of the idea It seemed to be done live There was an audience there It was all bit right on It was about issues Each each week would have a theme Andrew Denton was the host But there was this surrealness and weirdness to it And well, f- Flacco It was the first time we saw Flacco Oh, okay And um, what I'd forgotten watch watching this First time Royal HG Oh, really? Yeah, I had forgotten. Roy and HD were in it, and they were actually done as silhouettes. They were backlits, so you couldn't see what they looked like, because they were still big radio personalities, at least in Sydney at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of always preserving the radio mystique of them by having them perform non-visually. Really? They were doing radio
3: in Sydney.
0: Show. No, they were, on, 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 on J. On oh, double, J J, J, double J, as J.
4: J. As it was then. Double J. J. And double J. Yeah. Before it went national. So they were actually quite big, and weirdly enough, the one episode is up there, and I remember this, it's the 3D episode. Now, this is a big thing. They really promoted this ahead of time. You would send off, um, I think, to the ABC, and they would post you out 3D glasses. And I did this. And I don't think they ever fully got the recognition factor that what they did was actually amazingly technically groundbreaking. It, it was, was huge. Well, because around was the it time red blue separation? it was red blue separation, but the thing is, around the time a bunch of commercial networks had had done this, and you would you know get your glasses from On McDonald's the McDonald's or something. It was a three stooges, Ch- thing. three stooges, and Ch- Channel, a, Channel Seven, yours, yeah, three D. But it was three D, possibly, mm. but there was, but, there, but was just there was one variations night. of it. But and people kind of went, "Well, oh, everyone's done that." But that was just showing three D films that had been made. The blah, blah, blah. They actually found a way of creating that with live video switching, with mm-hmm. video cameras in a multi-camera setup in a studio. To this day, I don't know how they did it. I'm assuming they would have had to basically strap two cameras together. And so they didn't use stereo caps? No, because this, this is all done in the low-tech ABC style. And so that's the episode that's online. It's also the final episode. It only lasted one season. Which again, I didn't know because I, I adored this the show. The
3: budget destroyed it.
4: Well, and there's jokes in it about the budget running out and people removing the sets as the show is going on. <laughs> the actual end end of the show is um, a huge musical extravaganza with all these people singing about how great the show is while sets are being removed around and them. And it's live. Yeah. You- Uh, it was done as as, as, live yeah Yeah. and then it suddenly just stops a guy comes in and turns everything off tells them they can't do it there's consternation in the studio it goes to an ABC apology then there's a woman behind a desk who does an announcement then the back of that falls off to show there's still an argument going on in the Mm -hmm. blah 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 studio then she gets up and lip syncs to respect by Aretha (laughs) Franklin That's how blah, blah, blah finished Now, I wanted to just show you guys And hopefully you can see this as well This is the opening credits Which
2: which is kind of interesting to watch these So let's just have a quick squeeze Can I also just point out just Before we go there You said this is 1988 Yeah uh, So this also fits into When Courtney was six <laughs> Yes, so I'm doing When Courtney was
4: six Yes Okay <laughs> that Andrew Denton is clearly insanely young in these clips. The other thing about those opening credits, I want to bring this up, because watching that again like uh, you know, in the last couple of days, the, the memories come flooding back. One of those things is those opening credits involve a, a, a computer-animated bus driving mm. through a cityscape with some very bad blue-screen people inside it. Um, it's, it's the built-in CG world from the Amiga computer, and I know because mm-hmm. my school had one, oh. and I recognised it. And I still don't know now. Watching now, I, are the credits meant to look that bad? I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's deliberately grungy retro credits I don't know. Or, if, or. No, if that, that was, was that was pretty high tech. Would that yeah. have been high tech then? I don't know. It's so Channel Thirty One now. It's really hard <laughs> to kind of when know. Did that
5: Max Hedrum When was he around? Was he around the same time? Um, 80s, he, uh, was it 80s, wasn't he, he was eighties, a tiny bit earlier. Like, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, He was
2: doing the Coke ads in like
3: 86 But Omega was your home level. Type stuff no I, yeah, yeah so, so I think I remember Max Andrew was
5: pro-development okay though. right okay
4: so I'm watching the, the show and it's interesting because I can see why I loved it as a 16 year old like it, it is it's, it's intelligent it's insane it's eclectic um, that particular episode has animation it's got some political stuff it's got 3D stuff the 3D stuff in it because I did have some 3D glasses at home the YouTube clip isn't great but I managed to get it to pretty much work and they know what people want from 3D television. There's a, a minute-long sequence where people throw stuff camera. at the screen. There's a minute where they just throw stuff at that's the screen. Good. It is awesome. Um, there's, yeah, uh, there's also another bit where someone gets interviewed on a swing.
2: It was kind of punk TV.
4: It was really punk TV, and it's got all this kind of you know, ride-on issue stuff. They, they have a vox pop sequence on the bus. Um, they have also a, a bit where they talk to people in the studio, like this clip here. And that's
3: enough bloody for now. So now it's time for Blah Box in 3D. So put on your glasses and it's over to Andy Neal. Julie is going to talk about nature in the
0: suburbs.
1: Hi. If the cameraman was able to focus on my right ear here, you'd all be able to see that I've come to like to carry a little piece of nature around with me through my waking hours in the form of a flower. If we all took a little more time to notice what was happening around us, perhaps we could feel some more hope for our future. I walk. During the day in the morning on my way to work, and I watch each new branch on the tree and each new flower on a plant, and it's beautiful and it fills me with
0: a good joy for the rest of the day.
1: Thanks, Thanks a lot. <laughs> Isn't
0: that fantastic? And the great thing about it is the flower's plastic.
5: Becky, any comment on that one? I think she'll be good at the Christmas party. <laughs> oh, you, <yeah,
4: yeah>, that's <laughs> terrific. I don't know, It's interesting, but also watching it now as an adult. It's quite try-hard in a way I also don't remember it being. I don't remember quite as much stuff doesn't work. <sighs> there are more gaps and more ideas that don't quite work than I remember. And there's probably a bit more kind of people going, "Oh God, what a ponce, which probably as a 16-year-old, I thought they were just so cool mm. that, you know, I, I didn't spot that. But it's really interesting to watch that going, I would still watch that now, if it was a show. I'd probably still feel that same way about it now. But would, would it be made now? I don't know if it would. It's, it's so weird as a show to watch it going, yeah, this is a mess. It's only lasted one season. Then they made The Money or the Gun, which is pretty much the same show, but much glossier. Like The Money yeah. or the Gun's a, a much slicker, more edited approach to the same idea. And, and some of those are online as well, which I watched.
2: A much more traditional concept of segments and, uh, and segues and, and things like that. Yeah,
4: but, ha- but less of the, of the craziness. Incidentally, the one episode of The Money in the Gun I watched all the way through about flight had Julia Zamiro um, playing mm. a character. And I thought, good Lord, how old is that woman? Because <laughs> she, she yeah. looks the same age then as she does now. I think she's a vampire. Yeah, she sold her soul. Putting it out there. So, it, look, it was a really interesting thing to go back and, and revisit that. Because I remember me then. Yeah, that's the thing. I watched that, and I can remember the 16 Expo, year me. Expo was on. Expo was it's on. on. Um, I actually won a raffle. I won a trip for two to go to Expo did in you? Brisbane. My parents, well, my mother and her then-husband uh, did take that prize, and I never went.
5: Oh, hmm. <laughs> that's rough.
2: Thanks so much, John. No, that's fine.
5: Hi. I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Peter Moon, and you're listening to the... Box cutters. Fucked if I know why, though.
2: Wow, what what an appropriate uh, intro to to a special, a very special edition of uh, of Trotters with Toby Halligan.
7: Toby, welcome. I've been kind of uh, tasked with exploring six year olds in television <laughs> over the that's, years. That's, no, no, try that again. Now, I've been tasked with exploring how six-year-olds are portrayed in television Thank you. over the years. Now, obviously, I'm not being too specific there because it's kind of pointless and the difference between a six to five and a seven-year-old isn't that relevant, um, you know, even for the purposes of statutory rape law. So <laughs> let's just go through... Because there, there are different kinds of I'm so trends. glad we got a lawyer on the show. And obviously, obviously, there are... Um, and I want to start it kind yeah. of, you know, back in the 20s. And this is kind of the cute, cuddly and children phase. The, um, the show I'm talking about here is Our Gang or Little Rascals or Hal Roach's Little Rascals. Yep. So that's why. And um,
2: Alfalfa, Buckwheat. Exactly. Spot the dog.
7: These kind of little shorts were often played before films and yep. it gradually expanded into a TV show. The story of where this show came from is quite interesting um, because... Basically, a Hollywood producer named Hal Roach um, had spent a morning kind of auditioning a girl for uh, a particular movie. And it was uh, very frustrating because all the kids were over rehearsed. They were wearing lots of stage made up that made them look like mini grown ups, basically. And in kind of towards the end of the day, uh, Roach was just, uh, you know, sitting, eating something, looking across the road, and he saw just a bunch of kids, just ordinary kids, fighting over a stick. And they lasted kind of for about 15 minutes and, you know, like a little kid fighting with a big kid over who got the stick and whatever. And They're, They were simpler times. They were. They certainly were <laughs> when kids fought over sticks instead of heroin, you know, as opposed to, oh, God. It all grows on trees. It does. It all grows on trees. Um, anyway, so that, that was kind of where the inspiration for Little Rascals came from because the premise of the show was basically children just – Interacting with children, and it was intended that it it kind of be acted really naturally, that, you know, the the focus of the, the whole show, be moving away from, you know, children doing adult things, or it was literally just kids being kids, and it was also very unusual for its time, because the cast was integrated. Um, There were black kids in the cast And they were kind of treated as equals They were just treated as ordinary peers And uh, yeah The show became an icon Of uh, American film And ultimately um, television So how long did this run for then? Um, Over 20 years
4: so I'm assuming the the kids probably changed. Yeah,
7: yeah the kid, kids changed very regularly. But, but did the because each
4: one died, a,
7: it. was just
4: like Lassie.
3: Well, I, did, I, I did wonder did they, they, did they'd they throw they, one over the cliff.
7: Did they keep the same names <laughs> then? No, no, they changed characters. Okay, so, basically, so did, did it evolve? The as, premise to them, a lot of them would they'd be like twenty minute little sketches, like, like little comedic sketches mm-hmm. where you know the kids would be doing something, like they'd be having a birthday party or they'd be trying to cook something or they'd be trying to do whatever. But the focal point of it was kids just being kids and just behaving kind of naturally. And it was iconic, like so iconic that, you know, people like Shirley Temple, um, you know, auditioned to be in it and um, uh, Mickey Rooney, who's obviously another iconic child star, and neither got into it, interestingly enough, because I think, I imagine, because they were too staged. So that kind of is an interesting, I think, phase and yep. starting point for the portrayal of children in film slash television, right? And um, uh, another example, actually, that struck me that goes back to the 50s, though obviously the cartoon is much later, was Charlie Brown being another really interesting example of the cartoon where kind of kids are portrayed. And again, the focal point is just portraying kids doing ordinary things. Yep. But it's also not about success, it's about failure. Like the whole premise of the show is on Brown's you know, persistent efforts yes. to do – ordinary things and his consistent failures in doing really anything, which marks a major difference in where kind of the direction that television's gone in. Um, And so then the next kind of era was uh, I've entitled Innocent Eyes. And uh, under that category, you've got shows like um, Different Strokes, which you may all remember kind of was the 80s show with Gary Coleman in it, Mm -hmm. where it was a show um, basically where they uh, uh, set in the the big city um, where they explored a lot of extremely serious issues. Um, uh, You know, there were episodes involving um, pedophilia, um, uh, uh, epilepsy, an episode where Nancy Reagan uh, actually appeared on the show to promote say no to drugs. And the kids' stars were a really important focal point.
2: Of the show uh, Also uh, smoking was uh, uh, an, uh, yep. one uh, very important Dudley's dad uh, yep. was in hospital for, for lung cancer mm. And uh, and Dudley and, and Arnold tried to smoke This is the
4: whole period of the and very th- special episode though,
2: yeah. isn't it? Where yeah. people yeah. would, would learn exactly. things and we'd all cry Different Strokes really pioneered the very special episode
7: Yep To explore incredibly kind of serious issues, you know, and through the eyes of children, I guess. Yeah, and
2: and all to tell us that the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. No, it
7: certainly don't. It certainly don't. Um, Although, of course, it was also the source of the different strokes curse, um, in that all three of the child stars who appeared in the show wound up having um, horrific lives. Can I point out that that it's probably not
4: really just different strokes? I reckon if you look through almost anything with a large child. Cast, you could probably find a similar curse. I, yeah. I imagine most child stars don't go on yeah.
0: to much. Yeah, well, if you
2: uh, look at
3: Haley Joel Osment today, he, he doesn't look like he's had a good time.
0: No,
7: well, if you, if well, you, and, and,
2: and remember back to to uh, My my talking about uh, you know the poor uh, Buffy from uh, from uh, Family Affair. Like, that mm. ended very, very badly, very mm. young for her. It's just, I think being a child star is just not, not good. So, so that's the, the, the 80s. Peak
7: early, that's the problem. And then we've kind of got the period I've entitled Outsourcing Breeding um, with shows like Super Nanny. You know, like um, which, if you may recall, was a very, very popular show in Britain and the United States yeah. in the early two thousands, where you'd have kind of a dysfunctional family, and um, a nanny nanny Frost would come in, and she would basically try to identify exactly what was going on with the family, and introduce a whole variety of used different kinds of techniques to help the family manage. And and the f- focal point of the show was very much on. Helping people, like, you know, like, say what you will about those kinds of, you know, reality TV shows where you've got an external expert coming in and, you know, trying to deal with dysfunctional people and whatever. But I think the show definitely overall, like often, you know, uh, uh, she helped uh, a family with an autistic child, for example, and, you know, uh, children who had diabetes and they were clearly- Did no, I? no, she didn't cure she, she autism She didn't cure autism she, she got an, aut- autist- an autism expert to come in And help the family You would have thought the family could have done it themselves <laughs> but And, it's, and it's, it's unclear why they didn't
2: Maybe they couldn't afford it Well, but yeah It's a very the, special episode Well,
7: we reached the final phase uh, uh, Of um, children and television Which I've entitled Whoring Our Young a television show that makes the child exploitation of Mai Mai A Congolese rebel group that's famous for kidnapping and drugging children And forcing them to become child soldiers Look like the Make-A-Wish Foundation This is... <laughs> Toddlers and tiaras. Oh, this is yeah. one of the most horrific I thought- things I've ever seen. It's <laughs> oh, Chapel Street.
6: Let's go pull out some of your outfits you're going to wear this weekend, okay? Make sure they fit. Do you think they fit? You do? I want to tell the judges how beautiful I am. Which one's this? Are we wearing this? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's my dolly. Let's go see if it fits. Maddie's um, outfit of choice is going to be Dolly Parton. Um, it was an outfit that was made for me when I used to compete in pageants. Um, so it makes it special for Maddie because she knows it was Mom's. My mommy was also Dolly Parton in when she was in parentance. This goes like that that? Does, mm-hmm. When she wears the fake boobs and the fake butt It's just like a, it's an added you know extra bonus And it's really funny when she comes out on stage And everybody thinks it's hysterical <laughs> Because they all of a sudden realize that not only is she Dolly She has the enhancements just like Dolly has Turn around let me zip you up <laughs> you Pull your booty down <laughs> We have tend to score really well with it all the way around From most everybody Let me see Love your hair.
2: Can we get arrested does for playing dolly?
6: this? I, I, I I I'm,
4: feeling, I'm the only one of you guys who can see I it, and I, I'm feeling freaked out. Who that's
6: are you? Dolly. Dolly who? Dolly Parton.
4: This is basically a little girl having strap-on boobs being added it's, to that's her. Not She's good.
7: four. So the follow-up video, it just is a searing indictment on the entire premise of the show because it's the same chart mother and Because that wasn't Toby. I know. I know. I know. It's hard to add to that, but.
6: Mom, so get some of your banners. Mm-hmm. Which one's your favorite? I'm Maddie. I'm four years old. I always went to This one? Do you know which one this one's from? Mm-hmm. This is a car. Car oh, winner. Car winner, makeup? Yeah, it? that's from your car. You put it on? Mm hmm. I will haunt 100 crown. Who has more crowns, me or you? Me? My name is Lindsay, and my daughter Maddie is following in my pageant footsteps. Come on and go show me who has. Show me where my trophies are. I started doing pageants when I was nine months old. I would say probably, you know, roughly 600 pageants I'd been in. Whose are these? Yes. Is this one mine or yours? Yes. Mine. Is this one yours or mine? Yes. <sighs> Over the course of the years, I probably made 85000 yep. I don't really know exactly how much it was, but it did pay for my college.
2: Well, that, that answers my question my of uh, what happens to these kids when they grow up.
7: Yep. Yep. I, I thought I just had to play that second one. To just yeah, as, take that, oh. Maddie, you loser. Well, Mad, just, but, yeah. but just because it was the perfect yeah. reflection on the kind of parents who, who put their kids through this stuff, and obviously this is kind of a they're, they're a pretty extreme example. I, I want to go back to uh, to our our
2: gang. Sure, uh, and Alf- alfalfa because yeah. he, he was because he, he had a bit of hair that mm. just wouldn't stick down properly, he had a little bit of hair that would just <laughs> always stick up. And so, so, Are you so trying so to was, find a more innocent place was, in your brain now? He was now. funny, and and Buckwhe- Buckwheat just couldn't talk. Properly. Are you just trying it's, to blank out I this whole really thing am. that just happened? Yeah. It is so disturbing.
4: It is so <laughs>
7: horrific, isn't it? It is just awful, and and it's not it's not just like the United States as well. Like recently, for example. Earlier this year, um, an extremely popular Philippine, uh, Filipino television show <laughs> called *Willing Willie* <laughs> um, included a segment where a six-year-old boy was meant to was uh, had to gyrate and mimic a striptease dancer. And the boy began weeping while doing it because he was so upset and scared. <laughs> and uh, so the, the, the general point is... What?
4: What is the general point? What? I mean, this is this is horrific. You've just... You've, I know. You've led it, us down to this, this I know. disturbing, it was
7: such a, horrible... It was a nice little show. It was show a fun about, little show. Oh, Six
4: birthday! it's from oh, our childhood. Yeah, it's real memories. Yeah. Oh, no. What, no,
7: what, ruined. Well, I'm I'm kind of sorry. Just think of Charlie Brown and Alfalfa. Like, they... You know, they were fun. They were... They, yeah, yeah. The twenties weren't as bad hey. as we thought. Sure, you know, post World War One uh, and the Depression. But uh,
2: yeah. uh, I'll just because uh, you've been busy, clearly making us all hate the world, Toby. Uh, <laughs> you haven't you haven't had a chance to uh, to do regular trotters. So I will I will uh, pipe in with. I think I said Susan Thomas was the creator of Golden Girls and, and Soap and Benson. Uh, it was actually Susan Harris, but the, uh, the production company was with Thomas Harris Productions, and it just got confusing. Uh, also, earlier, uh, with respect to something we said earlier, heroin does not grow on trees.
7: Oh. Well, I'm glad we've cleared that up.
2: This is already the longest birthday party ever. <laughs> uh, more people for one thing than we've ever had
1: in the past. That's more than one thing. That's heaps of things. That's
2: heaps, heaps of things. If you're going to waste your life this week watching television, <laughs> I would suggest you start wasting your life with uh, at home with Julia. Oh, really? Wednesday, huh. Wednesday night, 9.30, ABC1. Uh, because there's only four episodes and it'll be talked about for years. Look... They might be talking about it for years in the same way that they're still talking about Dog's Head Bay. uh, Or they might be talking about it for years in the same way they're uh, they're, they're, uh, talking about Blue Murder.
1: Have you seen it? Uh,
2: No. No. If I was going to watch one thing, I would watch that. So then I would know. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, that's good to know. It's important to put that up front. You haven't actually seen
2: it. I haven't seen it. If if I was going to watch it, I would watch it out of pure curiosity. Courtney, what would you watch if you were going to watch One Thing?
1: What would I watch? I would watch the remaining five and a half seasons of The Shield.
2: (laughs) I've created a monster.
1: (laughs) Uh, Josh said that I would like it. He was correct. You can frame that. Yeah. I never say that. Um, And I've watched a season and a half in about two days. So I'll probably be done by Thursday. We'll talk about it then.
2: All right. I look forward to it. Awesome. Toby Halligan, if you were going to watch One Thing... What, uh, what what would it be?
7: Um, I'd watch Cloud Street. Like I know it's already um, happened on Foxtel, yeah. but um, I w- don't have Foxtel, and right. so I've had to acquire it um, legally. Well, you got you um, got you got our, our preview copy. Yes, and it is right. out on digital versatile disc, I believe. Uh, that, no, t- uh, very soon, October. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's what I'm planning on watching. Oh, excellent. Yep, excellent. and that's what I would recommend people watch.
2: At, at your house because you have a copy.
7: Yeah, anyone who wants to come by mine and hang, I've got a cute <laughs> dog. Um, I, I make a great Thai chicken curry, and um, I can actually make um, now um, sweet potato and parsnip um, mash, which um, goes surprisingly parsnip? well. Yeah, parsnip. What's
1: parsnip adding to the equation then?
7: Oh, parsnip. Well, it takes some um, the kind of the blandness away from the sweet potato. It John, a bit if of you were uh, going to watch one thing this week. What would it be?
4: You know, I, I am bang up for any kind of public speaking competition. I, l- I, you know, you, l- like anyone I, else in Australia, I've
1: heard that about you. Yeah. Nothing,
2: nothing gets a Aussie man hard. <laughs> like a like a public speaking
4: Yeah,
1: I found that
2: competition, <laughs> a public speak off,
4: um, and I believe this Sunday on ABC, strictly speaking, the semi-final has uh, a bunch of nobodies. And Toby Halligan <gasps> Wow So you can see That's... Toby Hall- Halligan Do some speaking Which you know, Like like he does here I, Yeah Hang on
7: Why am I watching this Toby <laughs> that, that is a good question Um It may My my semi may actually Already have been on Because I I couldn't stand to watch <laughs> <laughs> I'm I can not stand to watch myself Like my, my Most stand up comedians That's a real was.
1: ringing endorsement Of your career I <laughs>
7: know I know well, I, I, I know well and, and my career reflects That ringing endorsement too Um but yeah, you can see it on the Strictly Speaking website. And anyone who
2: has seen who has seen uh, Toby's performances on Strictly Speaking, and is thinking of going to see his Fringe Festival show, uh, the, the Melbourne Fringe Festival show. He's improved so much. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's actually really good.
0: He's, actually
4: really, He's actually really, good does live. genuinely yeah, good when Yeah, when I doing
7: stand-up comedy. Yeah. And the name of that show is, by the way, Dr. Toby Halligan is Not a Doctor.
5: Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: No. Uh, Dave Lawson, if you were going to watch one thing this week, what would you
5: watch? Um, I'm, uh, be, I've got my, uh, my Sunday nights packed now with uh, the uh, Bush Ranger show? Ah, oh, oh yeah yeah. And uh yeah, what's, I, 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 what's I it, it called? I what's called? What's that called? Well, I've the, uh, the Bush Boys. Rangers. Oh, nice. No, uh Wild Boys. Is that the Wild Boys
2: one? Oh, oh yeah yeah, Where, where um, Duran Duran are playing a bunch of Bush Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
5: love that. I auditioned for one of those Bush Rangers and I had a full beard at the time. I thought this is pretty much in the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
5: and uh Michael Dorman got the part, but he's very good in in in, in the supporting role.
1: Never liked him. Yeah, yeah. never
5: That's, liked him. I will cut that so, mother like just right so across quickly. The
1: face so you can't really? even grow a
5: beard Yeah, oh, The secret life of bush rangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll watch that and then I'll uh, watch Under Burley Razor as well. So that's my Sunday night pack. Done.
2: Yeah. Done. At yeah. some point you've got to take care of that kid though, Dave.
5: Remember, Yay. there's a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, just, no. Just,
4: just, just like a little post-it note for yourself. Remember, I have a child. You, you just yeah. let, let him
2: cro- cry it out. Cry it out.
5: <laughs> Google alert.
2: And Brett Cropley. I know I know. I stole your thing when I said At Home with Julia because you're so looking forward to it.
3: So looking forward to it. My one thing, uh, something I don't think we've discussed on the show, but uh, I always, I always, from the name of it, I always thought it was uh, a, a crap reality kind of thing. It's um, How Not to Live Your Life. It's very funny. It's a comedy from the UK. It's it's on ABC2 On Thursday night
2: At 9pm uh, Excellent So that is If you're going to watch one thing You've got plenty to watch there Shut up And that's it So I, I want to say honestly, Thanks to Courtney Thanks to Toby Thanks to Dave uh, John Brett It's been a great six years uh, It might be six more Dear God kill me now But no it might It might Uh it's uh it's it's been wonderful I think've we've, we've done some great things I'm really loving all the sharing that's been going on with how we watch uh, all the stuff that's coming up on the blog we're also getting a whole lot of emails about uh, how our listeners watch TV thanks very much to everyone who's taking part of that we're taking a break for a few weeks uh, gonna take a few weeks off and we'll be back in October mm. at the start of October or the end! Mm. no the end of September back for a, uh, spring season yeah sp- spring season uh, and hopefully back with the Bazoora Project boys if you want to share your uh, memories of what you watched when you were six we're happy to hear them we love hearing stories about people watch TV if you want to share that hooray at boxcutters.net or leave a comment on the blog until next time, my name is Josh Canal, David i and Joe Richards. I continue to be Brett Crubley, Courtney Hocking and Toby Halligan. Not featured. Listening
3: to Box cutter Sketches again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. That's actually not true. That's
2: right. Hey, let's be careful, that, yeah.
1: Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes, or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net, and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there.
5: Yeah, I- hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's gone there. I didn't get to Columbia. You should have felt <laughs> when we got to Colombia. Yeah. TV? They did have TV, where the world was on. And I think from memory, I was allowed to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> it was expected.
3: It
0: was different. <laughs> it was different. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to, or have just missed, Box Gutters.